A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us again this week. Um, I've got a very interesting guest who's going to educate and school us about a very important tool that as professionals we need to be using. But before I get into that, if you're finding us for the first time, please subscribe and follow us. Do everything that people do on social media. And if you are part of the family, thank you for sticking around with us. Um, continue to like, share, and comment, and let us know what you think of our change conversations. So today I've got Umpume. Um, so we share the same name. I've got Umpume Mshengu. She is going to introduce herself. You know, in this platform, people introduce themselves. Umpume, <laughs> glad to have you. Nice to have you too, Mpume, and thanks for having me. So I think whenever I introduce myself, I always tell everyone that my name is Nopumelelo. I don't know, maybe it just sounds a bit official, but anyway. <laughs> so my name is Nopumelelo Mshengu. I consider myself a, a talent acquisition, um, you know, a passionist, if you may. <laughs> this is a space that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about helping people finding jobs and matching them to the right uh to the right job. So that oh, wow. that's my life. It's been my life for the last 8 years. I wouldn't have it any other way. So that okay. that's me in a you know in a nutshell. Okay, but from a personal base, who is Mbume? Who's Nompumelelo? Uh, so Nompumelelo, I come from there's five of us at home. So you know that when when Uma says Numpumelelo, you know you, you must sit up and really listen and pay attention. Um, you know, I've got I've got three kids. I am married. Um, you know, I've got teenagers, they're driving me absolutely crazy. I feel as if I'm back at school. So I'm always on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, working from home, you need to balance everything. You need to be super mom, you need to be a super good employee. You 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 always just need to make sure that you know you're on top of your game. Yeah. So like everyone, for fun, I sleep. <laughs> sleep is very important to me. I love that. <laughs> for it's fun, a, it's I a sleep. very it's a, it's an important thing. <laughs> I do that for fun. <laughs> no, I love that. So mpume no masakolu mpume or mpumelelo. Mpume is fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so please briefly share with us your career journey and mm. what really led you into the talent acquisition space. Yeah. You know, Mpume, it's, it's such a funny, funny space because I don't think it's something I ever thought about. Here I was um, a BCom student uh, looking for a job. Um, I came to Joburg trying to look for better opportunities. So I'm sitting across the table from this girl. She is interviewing me she's making me do all sorts of assessments and I found myself asking her what it is that she likes about her job you know 
I, I just found it so fascinating because I'm all I'm so people centric as opposed to what I was studying, which is numbers. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to live my life like this. So she took me through the process and I said to her, let me try and understand what it is that you do. And she told me the following week they had a career fair at Verts. And I said, can I join? And she's like, yeah. I said, I'm just going to join. I'm just going to observe. Let me see what it's all about. I went there. You know, I sat in interviews. They were busy speaking to students, trying to guide them, their careers, you know, just trying to take them through the career path. So that's when I got interested in, um, you know, in, in talent acquisition or in recruitment or sourcing talent, so whatever you want to call it. It comes in so many different forms and names. So that is where my, my passion started. And then around 2014, I then had an opportunity to work at one of the agencies that focus primarily on finance because it's a space I understood. I thought, let me take a chance. This was more recruitment sales though. So it was more trying to find or selling our database of candidates over to the clients. So mm. that's where it grew. And then I'm thinking, no, man, this is more sales. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a people person. Then I was really looking for an opportunity to be on the other side. And then I started working for one of the big four firms. And I think that's where things really took off. So the last sort of like seven and a half years, I'm with, the, you know, uh, the management consulting firms. I'm fortunate enough to even play on a global scale. And I think that's where most of my experience is, um, you know, focusing on U.S. market, Canada, Channel Islands, um, you know, and a bit of India as well. So I've worked on various projects. Uh, campus recruiting has been one of them, um, but I've also done, you know, a lot of full-time roles, contract roles, um, and just some, you know, ad hoc assignments here and there. Wow. So I like that, that, that's where it started, basically. Mm. In fact, it sounds interesting. Is there a big difference? Because you say you're doing more the international um, markets. Mm. Is there yeah. a big difference if you're recruiting for the international markets than recruiting for South Africa? Because you are based in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. There is a difference. Uh, I would really just say culture-wise. I'm finding that the U.S. market is very relaxed. The culture is very casual. SA market, we tend to be very rigid. It's the same as the, U- as the U.K. market as well. Things are a bit formal, you know, with them. You need to really watch how you speak, how you, how you tone, even the fact, um, you know, writing correspondence over to them. A person in the U.S., you know, they're big on nicknames. Everything is always a bit laid back than SA people. You know, you need to be mindful of who you're addressing, how you're addressing them. I'm not, not ready that I'm saying, um, you know, that you, you sort of like lose the respect or lose uh, the demeanor when you're speaking with U.S. people, because if I'm speaking to a VP, for instance, I need to watch my tone. I need to watch how I sound to them. But culturally, there's really a big difference. Okay. And I think another thing that I'm picking up is um, the U.S. talent. They're not scared to tell you what it is that they want. They're not apologetic. SA people, I find that at times we're very apologetic, yet we are so powerful. I wish we could just step it up a bit. Oh, wow. Wow. That's very interesting. Um, but maybe it's because we were taught we need to be yeah. humble, right? <laughs> That's how we grew up. <laughs> be humble. 
You don't have to be all arrogant. And, yeah. And, no, and, definitely. And, yeah. Definitely. You, you, yeah. you really can be humble and still be able to sell yourself across. Nothing wrong with that. I think we just need to refine the lines a bit. Yeah, no, that's true. So you are here just to try help us understand um, because you do your, your recruitment, you do it a lot on LinkedIn. That's where you're finding mm-hmm. most of your candidates. True. So take us through why is LinkedIn the best platform for recruiters to, to use? Wow. You know, I would say over 95% of recruiters are in LinkedIn. Um, back in the days when recruitment was still, you know, all new, when LinkedIn wasn't in place, it was a bit impossible. You know, it was a digital, uh, more of a, a paper environment where we had, I think in SA, we had the workplace. That's where we would post jobs. We would rely on candidates to send in, you know, CVs. And then in the early 2000s, uh, LinkedIn came through. Um, so now we are able to post our jobs there. We're able to pick up you know, talent on LinkedIn. We're able to network with like-minded people. There's various groups. More than anything, you know, there was a recent um, research data that was recently done on LinkedIn for, I think it's about four, four hires are done via LinkedIn every four minutes. So that's an oh, average wow. of one hire a minute. So if you're not on LinkedIn, really, you, I think you, you're shortchanging yourself. It's actually four hires for every minute are done through LinkedIn. So it's oh, wow. really, really an, an, amaz- an amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing platform to be in. You know, it's, you know, you want to be there. Uh, it's a professional networking platform. It's there for career development. Um, you know, just read up, do some research, etc. The recruiters are posting jobs on LinkedIn all the time. Wow, that stat that you've just shared is really mind-boggling. It's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It There's is. a lot you can do on, on LinkedIn. And recently, LinkedIn also provides training as well. So it's not just about, um, you know, posting your, your resume or a person like me posting a job. There's a lot that you can do on LinkedIn. They can help you with interviewing tips, uh, how to best prepare you know, your profile, how to, you know, um, reach out to people as well. Now, there's a lot you can do on LinkedIn. Yeah, but Mpume, there's, there's, a, there's a free element of LinkedIn yeah. and then there's a premium element of LinkedIn. Mm. So does somebody really need to be on the premium part where they are paying to be able to access this information that you're speaking mm. about? Yeah. When I joined LinkedIn, I was never on premium LinkedIn. So my answer to that would be definitely not. You don't always need to pay. The free element on LinkedIn could work effectively. You could, you know, do the premium one, you know, should you wish. It, it just opens up a bit more doors for you. However, the free, the basic LinkedIn should be sufficient for someone who just wants to be out there and look for a job. Premium you know, a person like yourself, Mbume, would then go the premium route because you have more to do from a business perspective. Um, but as someone who is, you know, new in the market, new in the job space, I, I really would not advise them to go the premium route just as yet. Yeah. yeah. So as a recruiter, what are you looking for? Um, what tips can you share when, mm. when you are looking for candidates on LinkedIn? What is it, yeah. what is it that you're looking for? 
So I think I'm looking, you know, on LinkedIn, let's say, for instance, I'm going to look for, I don't know, just, you know, maybe let's look for uh, an administrative executive, you know? I'm going to look for someone who is presenting themselves well. For instance, your profile on LinkedIn needs to be catchy in a sense that, remember, there's millions of people that are on LinkedIn. There's almost a billion of people on LinkedIn. There's millions and millions of of profiles. So I'm looking for keywords that are going to jump to me according to whatever skill that I'm looking for. If I'm looking for an administrative assistant, I need to know the number of experience. So I'm going to look at your bio, your introduction on LinkedIn. You're going to tell me who you are. That's the first place that I'm going to look at. You know, this is what you do. This is your experience. These are your educational requirements or these are your, you know, achievements, et cetera. So those are the things that would catch my eye. And then I will then go further and look into your profile. So before I even touch your profile, I'm looking at how you've presented yourself. Who are you? So how are you going to introduce yourself to me? You know, makes a huge difference. Introduce yourself well to whatever the audience is. But what is well? Because, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it it becomes tricky. Like everybody has got a view on how the profile needs to sound like, look like. Mm. So how Mm. do you decide that you think this one is Mm. the one that works? Yeah. So I think it's how a person is going to introduce themselves. You're going to tell me what you are about. You know, if you are a, a project manager on your bio, I need to know you are a project manager, you come with uh, particular certifications, for instance. You know, you are going to briefly share your journey on that bio for me to even look at your entire profile. So make it, uh, you know, draw someone into your profile just from your bio. It really does not have to be long because at the end of the day, we're going through profiles like crazy. I have no time to sit and look at a bio which has got paragraphs and paragraphs. A simple paragraph, just on a high level, tell me about yourself. Just right there and there, get into it. Don't be scared. Wow, tell me about yourself can be a very difficult question. You yeah, know that, right? so tell me about yourself as in, tell me your skill set. What, what is it that you do? So you're going to tell me you have four years project management experience. You have a PMP certification, for instance. You have worked in these industries. You know, If you have achievements, yes please put them on there. We love seeing people with achievements. So on your bio, put it there. Okay. But if you don't have experience, you're a graduate, Mm -hmm. you're coming in, maybe you're not even a graduate. Mm. You come out of school and and you are looking for work. Mm. So how do you present yourself in that space? Because there's nothing to show, let's be clear, but you want an opportunity. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, a lot of people are are really grappling with that fact. And I always say to them, you always have experience. You've been at school. What assignments have you worked on at school? What projects have you worked on at school? What sort of communities have you been in at school? You know, maybe you are at varsity, you've been, you know, a member of this particular club. That goes a long way. That tells me as a recruiter, you know, that if you can study and be part of a particular club and still show good marks, that person is dedicated, that person can manage their time well, that person is effective. So just because you don't have formal experience at a company, you must never see that as shortchanging yourself. 
at the end of the day, you know, employers will hire entry-level candidates based on their potential to learn and to grow. So even if you don't have previous job experience, um, you know, it really shouldn't, you know, intimidate you, so to speak. So mm-hmm. just show those right traits, show, you know, the soft skills that you have. Um, because if you have that, if you have those, then you are someone that an employer can potentially groom. You can work with them. You've done an internship somewhere. Put that down. So in your space, because you're recruiting for international markets, hmm. are you then getting candidates um, that are international or are you also getting um, candidates in South Africa for the international market? How does yeah. it work? So I only work with international candidates for those international roles. So a person who is in the UK, I will attach them to a job that is in the UK. A person in the US, I will attach them to a job that is in the US. So I really don't, you know, move people across. Not unless it's an internal candidate and I need to facilitate the secondment. That's the only time. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's a role for that country and it's a citizen in that country. Oh, okay, okay. But from a from a LinkedIn perspective, what are other things that um that you can dig deeper into that yeah. recruiters are really looking at? Mm-hmm. So another thing um, that I think people should really do ask for recommendations. Um, whether you have previous work experience or whether you are a recent graduate, ask for a recommendation. Whether, you know, for a student, you know, you, you've done well in a particular area, you've done an internship, you know, a professor who can, you know, mention things about you, those recommendations go a long way. They just make your profile to be more solid. So we love people like that. We love people who have, um, you know, who highlight their skills as well, who show that they've taken some training. It can even be a free training on LinkedIn. The nice thing about LinkedIn, when you do a training, you can post and say, hey, I've done this training. And they have some amazing, amazing training there as well. Um, So those are some of the things. And I think as well, you know, on LinkedIn, don't be scared. If, if If I go through your profile and I see you have Mary at SAB, I can approach to say, hey, Mpume, this is this is who I am. This is what I'm looking at. I noticed you've got a contact con- contact at SAB. She's an HR. Would you mind, you know, putting me through that person? And you can sort of like connect me with that person. So I find that people are not using that. So you can also use that to cross-reference. Join groups on LinkedIn. You find other people in the same industry space as you. You'll be able to see what is happening in that space. You'll be able to also map out your career and just understand a bit more. Things are shifting all the time. Yeah. Whilst you're talking about, and and this question is not just about LinkedIn, but it's Mm. about people that are are, are wanting to do career change or career transitioning. Yeah. How can they then really show up on LinkedIn? Because the experience that they have is Mm. on one thing. So yeah. as you were saying, somebody who has a project manager, maybe who wants to move into, I don't know, marketing or finance. Yeah. How do they then represent themselves in that space so that you can see that they've got these skills, but that's not what they're looking for. They're looking mm. for something else. Because yeah. The, yeah. the scary part for most people is that 
I'll, I'll be ignored because I don't have that experience mm. and mm. I will not be considered because I don't have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always important to, for that person to say what is driving them to make that change. Is it maybe they recognize that they've got a transferable skill set that can, you know, easily be moved to that direction. So I think really no one should, um, you know, just look down on themselves and say, hey, maybe I can't really move from this industry to that industry. You definitely can. Most skill sets are transferable. You can move from, you know, for instance, I'm going to use a project manager. You know, just a career path for a project manager would be, you know, someone who comes in as a BA, a business analyst, move into a project manager, move into a program manager role, move into a scrum master, et cetera. That person can, you know, gravitate and now be a trainer to train in that particular space because they understand it so well. So they can teach other people through, you know, through that entire journey. So that's why I'm saying, you know, some skill sets are really transferable. You can always, you know, motivate why you want to do a certain thing. Yeah. But you indicated that the main thing that you're looking at is the bio. And yes. you are not spending a lot of time no. looking at this bio. You want <laughs> things to jump at you. Yeah. So, so how then does that person kind of make the bio exciting for women mm. to go, okay, let me check out this one. Yes. Okay. So I would say if you know that you want to play in the finance space, join a finance group. You know, as a recruiters, you know, just to share a secret with you, when we are looking for, I'm going to say a finance and accountant, for instance, there are certain keywords we use behind the scenes for certain profiles to jump up. So if you know that you are interested in finance, find out what is happen happening within the finance space. Are there any particular certifications that they're looking for? Uh, you know, what... Um, you know, number of experience, what systems are being used recently. So on your bio, make sure that you mention those things because when I run my search, those things are going to come up and your profile will be, you know, will come up during my search as well. Because I don't really sit and just go randomly at LinkedIn profiles. I need to tailor my search according to what I'm looking for. So understand the industry trends, understand your particular space, what is happening. And you can really do that if you are part of a group, you network, you, you know, you just keep up to date with whatever is happening. Yeah, the, the, the story around the keywords, hmm. recruiters seem to know these keywords and candidates <laughs> do not seem to know these keywords. So what's the best way to, I hear you're saying just get to know what's happening, but what's the best yeah. way to, to, to do it properly without having to regurgitate the job description because that's not what you yeah. want to do. Yes, um, yes. So what are those tips on making sure that we get the handle of these keywords? Because they're traumatizing yeah. for a whole lot of people. <laughs> Can I just say, we get these keywords from people's resumes at the end of the day. But school us here. Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> we, we actually get them from you. <laughs> so, um, for instance, you know, for your bio to be appealing to me, we always going to look at, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be saying this all the time, your, your skill set and 
However, let me narrow it down. What particular systems have you used? Was it SAP? Was it Excel? Was it Microsoft? At what level, you know, you know for instance? If you're an, um, an account executive, how many calendars did you handle? How many C-level executives did you report to? That sort of thing. How big was that team? You know, it's just those little details. You know, if you just try and, and think about it in, you know, in more granular terms. So, you know, you were, you were a project, you are a project manager. How large was the project that you were working, you know, on? Whether it's a dollar value, it's a rent value, whatever it is. What project was it? Was it a system project? What was it? Where were you involved in the project? Was it end-to-end? Was it at the beginning? Was it in the middle? Did you have other people you had to oversee to? You know, just it's just those little granular things that we'll look at. So, and, and so now those are the keywords that you're kind of, when you that are looking for the candidate. So yes. let's make an example. You can say, mm. you are looking for project managers that have managed yeah. um, between a million dollar to $25 million projects, yes. for an example. Yeah. Maybe mm. it's an infrastructure project in comparison yeah. to a, an IT project. Yeah. Maybe mm. that type of stuff. Am that I getting correct. you right? Yes, okay. you are getting me completely, completely correct. Because at the end of the day, there's different types of project managers. Like you're saying, there's infrastructure, there's IT, there's, was it an implementation project? Was it an upgrade project? You know, if someone were to just really sit down and think, what was it? And some people can could have been involved in an upgrade, in an implementation, in, in a downgrade, in Whatever it was, you know, just mention what methodology of the project did you use? Was it agile? Was it waterfall? Is it a hybrid role? You know, just give me those hints. Because at the end of the day, if I, if I think project manager as, as someone who is looking for talent, all those things are just coming to my mind instantly. If I'm thinking I'm looking for a salesperson, I'm going to think target. What target? Um, did you meet your targets? Um, was there a commission structure? Was it commission-based? How did you attract those people? You know, were you cross-selling? Were you starting from scratch? You know, it's just those little details. So that's why I'm saying on your bio, try and go to give me hints of those granular details. I know that I'm still going to read your profile and I'll get to know sort of like your day-to-day responsibilities. But on your bio, I am looking for those core skill sets. Great. I'm hoping somebody who's hearing this will be able to really visualize what we we are trying to say. Mm. Because... Mm. No, you were saying something? Oh, no, I was just saying that if you look at job descriptions as well, a job description will sort of like guide you how to write, you know, how to write your bio. Just take a look and see, you know, because job descriptions, mostly all of them are going to give you those keywords. So it just use a job description as a guide on how to write down your bio because a job description is just going to give you those requirements that they're looking for. So tailor make those according to your skill set, according to that particular employer that you're trying to draw. Yeah. And, and I, I think as I was saying earlier that don't want to regurgitate the job description. 
Yes. So I think for most people, they get stuck on whatever that is being described on the job description and saying, yeah. what is the keyword? What is the, in, in these mm-hmm. lines, which ones yes. are the keywords that will be important enough so that yeah. my, my CV could be matched to, or, yes. or my profile can be matched to that particular role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And uh, it really would depend on what space you are playing in. Um, you know, should you highlight your technical skills? Should you highlight your soft skills? It depends on that particular role. If it is a very high-tech role, really high-tech people are all about technology. I'm really not going to worry much about soft skills. I would just want to know what technologies have you worked in? You know, has have they been cloud-based? At what level have you, you know, have you worked? Are you a developer? You know, where are you at? So I think it's important for each person to understand the space that they're in. If I look at um, a communications person, for instance, I'm not so much worried about the technical skills. I'm more worried about the soft skills. How do they write, you know, um, their messages? Where do they write? Are they responsible for the company website? Are they responsible for the company's social media? Are they responsible for... Um, you know, writing PR statements to press, etc. So it just depends on your space and the skill that you are in. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for that. I think I think people will get an idea of what we're, we're trying to explain. Yeah. So what mistakes have you seen people make on LinkedIn? Hmm. I think one of the biggest things is um, people really don't highlight their achievements. Achievements and as at times people think these need to be so grand and, and so vast. It could be just a small thing. You you work at um, at Sassel, for instance. Uh, you suggested a particular report to be used for, you know, just to make sure that reporting runs smoothly. That is an achievement that tells a person who's looking at your bio that you are a self-starter, you can initiate things. So that highlight that that you joined, this is what you started, it's been used, this has been the success rate. If you can try and quantify things, it always works out much better. Um, you know, whether if you are out of school, highlight your achievements, were you on the dean's list, you know, what else did you do while at school, you know, because I know that you can be at school, but there's so many projects that you've been involved in, you know, whether you were on an internship, because they saw that you're so good, your your internship was extended. You were on a contract, you move from contract to permanent. That alone is an achievement that says you added value at this place. And they wanted to keep you, they wanted to retain you. Um, you know, you are you a salesperson? You know, you drove the business, they could meet, they exceeded the target by XYZ amount. So wow. it's just those 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 little things. So mention, don't ever ever um, feel bad about mentioning your you know your achievements. If you're an event planner, for instance, mention you know you successfully planned this event. Um, if it's someone who was high profile, mention you know you successfully planned a campaign for I don't know President Ramaphosa, for instance, his election campaign. You did X, Y, and Z. You know, already we know him. We're like, okay, is that what you did? Because there's no way you're going to write something like that and not be able to back it up. 
they are not at already you you now have a hook you've hooked me and i'm like i'm interested in knowing more about you i i came across um a profile a couple of years ago just without even giving so much detail but she this lady mentioned that uh she was mentioned in a particular magazine. I was like, okay. I decided to Google her. And whatever she had mentioned was as is. And I took that. I went ahead to the hiring managers. I'm like, listen, I came across this profile. What can we do for a person like this? There was no role open for her. We had to start afresh, you know, strategically plan something for her. She ended up coming on board and she was part of the business because how well she wrote her bio. She was not nowhere looking for a new opportunity. And those are the best people to find, are the people that are really not even looking. But keep your profile up to date. If you are looking, there are banners on LinkedIn, you can change and say, hey, now you are open to a new job. If, if for instance, I've seen your profile before and I've, I've sort of like liked it on LinkedIn, the minute you change your banner, it gives me a notification to say, listen, Mpume is now in the market. And I'm like, oh, okay, then I can reach out to you. Oh, okay. I didn't know that you guys get the notification. No, we do. I knew, I knew that the client can set it up to say I'm open for work. But yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Also, also people um, can say they are open for a new opportunity. Because yeah. on LinkedIn, recruiters, employers, we create things called projects. And we believe in creating a healthy pipeline. Remember, we're always not going to sit and wait for a role to be open. We understand our business. We know that in uh, 2023, we want to develop this business. We're going to look for five project managers. We're going to need two accountants. We're going to need uh, a PA for one of the executives. So we already have those plans. And we're already checking who's out there. Who can we target? You know? we're looking for competition. And if you know that you are part of our competition, you want to make sure that, you know, you keep, you keep in check as to what is happening. Follow those companies. If you work for FNB and one day you're interested in Standard Bank, follow like-minded companies because Standard Bank is always going to look at the competition and target those people. So make sure that you follow those companies so that you know what is out there, what they are doing, what jobs they're posting, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's valuable information. I think the biggest question that people have asked me is, mm. does my CV or does my LinkedIn profile need to look like my CV? Does it really need to be mm. match for match, if you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know what? I would say you can build your LinkedIn profile from your CV, um, but at times your LinkedIn profile does not have as much detail as your CV. I've seen that LinkedIn profile can be a bit more concise and your CV will have much more detail. And because we look at your LinkedIn profile first, so I would say try and give a bit more detail on your, on your LinkedIn profile. And at times, another mistake that people do is they don't add their contact details on their LinkedIn profile. I'm going to see your LinkedIn profile. I'm interested in it. And I reach out to you on LinkedIn because sometimes people are not on LinkedIn all the time. You're going to see that message a week later. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you're really not interested. 
if you had your email address, your phone number, it's easy for me to pick up the phone or even email you and say, hey, Pumea, I found your CV on LinkedIn. This is the opportunity I have. Are you open? Can we chat? Mm. So it's just those little things that we overlook. And if information has changed, go back, update your information. Yeah, but there are people who decide that, oh, I never got anything out of LinkedIn, so let me just leave it. You know, sometimes you get a notification that says, congratulate this person um, Mm. at this company, and you know quite well that person moved a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you know what, we are bad with, keeping up to date with our with our LinkedIn. But at the end of the day, if you look at it like this, this is how you are building your presence as a professional. This is how you're building your brand as a professional. So keep it mindful, keep yourself in mind, especially if you know that you want to grow your career. So you really want to stay on top of your, of your LinkedIn profile. So there, are there no other platforms that do what LinkedIn is doing? LinkedIn is the main mm. one that everybody goes there to. There are other platforms. Definitely there are. There's uh, Yo Indeed, there's Monster, there's Dice. There's the, a whole lot of them. However, LinkedIn seems to be the most popular one. Um, not only are we just using LinkedIn, remember that at times LinkedIn has got a benefit of if I put your name on Google and you are on LinkedIn, it will automatically give me your URL to your LinkedIn profile. So I'll be able to pick it up. So I think LinkedIn just has taken it up a notch further in that regard. But there's definitely other, you know, other portals that you can use. Oh, okay. So what is it? What is the one thing that you like somebody to take out of this conversation that we've had? So I would say, you know, really go back to your LinkedIn profile, try and update it, perhaps. Look at even someone who is in the same space as you are. Um, Just compare. You know, at times you can compare apples to apples. Have a look and see. And really take a look and see, is your LinkedIn profile describing what you do? Have you mentioned everything that you do? You know, don't make it so much of a skeleton that I need your CV for me to be able to read your LinkedIn profile. Because... You know, that's what I look at first. A CV, you're really just going to send it to me after I've looked at at your LinkedIn profile. And uh, the nice nice thing about LinkedIn as well, you know, like I said, there is training on LinkedIn that will show you how to properly set up your profile. They will show you how to add your your skills. They will show you how to ask for endorsements, for recommendations, etc. So it's about just taking the time to really understand. It's about taking the time. Correct. What it's the about tool taking has the time. to offer. That is correct, yeah. And LinkedIn is all about people. People are always willing to assist. You mentioned earlier on about, um, you know, someone who doesn't have experience. So here you are, you're fresh out of college, you're fresh out of university. Surely you know someone who's gotten a job. Ask them, you know, where they work. Are there any new opportunities? You know, now we are in a world where these employee referral programs are such a big thing. You know, people get rewards to recommend someone. So if you ask me in my job, is there a job for you? Because I know that there's a, you know, there's a value in me bringing in someone. Trust you me, I'm going to be open to assisting you. And my employer is more keen to listen to me because they trust me. They know that 
I would know like-minded people like myself because they trust me. I'm not going to bring in anyone. So they would more likely take a referral from me than just take someone they don't know. Yeah, I know that's very true. So referrals are a big thing. I call them the who do you knows. People do business with people they like. True, very true. Um, Like in my last corporate gig, my last Mm. corporate job, I actually um, used LinkedIn. That's how I got, that's how I got that role. I went in, I I went in and I looked at my networks. I had decided which companies I actually wanted to work for. I looked at my network and I then um, sent messages to the people that were working at those different companies. And I said to them, because I had been out for like a year, I had gone on sabbatical mm-hmm. for a year, and I okay. told them that I'm back, I'm looking for something, these are the things I'm interested in. And a yeah, few of yeah. those were CEOs for some of the companies that I was looking at. Mm. And, and they responded, and they said, we might not have something going, yeah. but we'll pass your, you will pass the message to our HR. And mm. I got some calls from their HR departments, and I went in for, let's do a catch up. What is it that you're looking for? And then yeah. opportunities came up. Then I interviewed. Then I got the, the roles that I ended up getting. So wow. I've always said that at the end of the day, what have you got to lose? <laughs> yes, that's true. That is so true. You know what? Yeah. You, you're mentioning something very important. In my role right now, I was a referral. I was somewhere else. I wasn't quite happy. I called up um, someone I know in that in that company and I said, hey, what opportunities are there? Um, she, she actually doesn't know. Uh, I prepared my resume and I sent it over. A week, you know, in a week's time, I got a call, the HR say, hey, this is what we got. We're thinking of um, expanding in SA. Would you be interested in one, two, three? And I was like, okay. So, you know, it makes it a whole lot easier for you to, to network. And now, Atimpume, you're also mentioning something quite interesting. On LinkedIn, on your, on your networks, on your groups, you can see that this is Mary from HR at FNB, and you know that you're interested in FNB. Nothing is stopping you from sending a message out to that person. I'm not saying send an attachment because these people are sitting with zillions and zillions of CV. She's probably not going to look at that CV. Just send a simple message that, hey, this is my experience. You know, that's why that buy is important. That hook, yeah. have that hook. This is my experience. This is who I am. This is what I do. Uh, I really love your company. Do a bit of background as well, you know, about the company. If they've won a, you know, an award, congratulate them. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Congrats on this award. I'm interested in joining your company. Please keep me in mind for future opportunities. You know, Employers are very keen for someone who's a self-starter. Yeah. They'll say, oh, okay. And if you can, you know, and I always say, if you can, don't attach your CV. However, give them a link to your LinkedIn profile. Just your URL, attach it there and leave it. If you want to know more about my skill set, please feel, feel free to look at my LinkedIn. I'd love to connect. Don't ever be scared. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Um, and I think as a people, we always have a fear of rejection. And what yeah. if Mary doesn't respond? If she doesn't respond, she doesn't respond. She doesn't respond. 
you are going to find a whole lot of rejections in this world. It's just part of the game. Exactly. But it's what we usually, we take it so personal that, oh, this person didn't respond. It means they did. And you find that they might not yeah. have seen the message. <laughs> I and know. now you're making it about yourself. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but there's people who do that. I know. I know. I think we just need to get past, get past that and um, just have conversations with ourselves. Got nothing to do with you. We were all rejected at some point, but you know, somebody just said, set up and, and listened. Um, at my previous role, I how I got that role, I was on the call with this manager. I was actually interviewing her for something. Her profile on LinkedIn was so outdated. So I call her up. She had her contact details. Luckily for me, they were still in use. So I called her, we're having a chat, and she says, I'm not even working there anymore. I'm like, but why is your profile not updated? She says, ah, I don't know. I just didn't pay it. No mind. I'm like, this is what I'm looking at. Um, these are the opportunities we have. She's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not there anymore. Um, and, I'm, and then I said to her, so where are you? You know, because you're having a, con- this is a person. Yeah. So where are you working now? And she's telling me this is what she does. One, two, three. And then I'm like, really? And that's how I got that opportunity. That call ended up being the other way around. I she ended up employing me. <laughs> She's like, sure, the way you've just grilled me, I think I can use someone like yourself. And I said to her, you know what? I'm not looking, but tell me more about the opportunity. Then we took the conversation offline. And that was it. Wow. That's an amazing so, story. Don't be scared to connect with people. Don't be scared to connect with people, you know. As as people in general, we always going to gravitate towards each other you know so if you can find some common ground stick to it yeah thank you thanks for that so where do people find you they find you on linkedin i assume on linkedin <laughs> they find me on linkedin i am on no other social media i am still playing around with a couple of things but predominantly i am on linkedin i'm happy to share my url link uh, for linkedin for anyone who wants to reach out to me um you know, I'm happy to help wherever I can. So no, you are you are Numpumelelum Shengu on LinkedIn. Numpumelelum right? Shengu on LinkedIn. Okay. No, they if anybody wants to connect, will they will connect yeah. with you? I'll just Thanks. post I'll post mm-hmm. my URL in the chat and you can share uh, with your audience. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Thank you, Mpume, for taking the time. I really, really appreciate um, that you were able to have this conversation with us. You're most welcome. Thank Thank you so much, Mpume. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show, and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Ngubedaga signing out, and I will see you again next week.